When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey guys, this is a special edition of Reaction Time. It's our, I think it's maybe our second instant reaction. Maybe we did one last year. Um, but, man, what an end to the Big 12 Championships for Iowa State. I feel like we weren't feeling too high, but everything that might have gone wrong for them that didn't quite go as well, Honestly, I forgot about it because how do you not win? Not only do you have David Carr becoming a four-time Big 12 champion, but you have Panero Johnson who just stepped up in the best way possible. It's like everything we've been saying he's capable of, he put it on display start to finish. Yeah, it was an awesome, awesome end of the Big 12 championships for Iowa State. Like you said, the first three or whatever – Oh, well, they weren't favored in those matches. You wouldn't expect them to win. They didn't. That's fine. And then Panero Johnson comes out against Brock Mahler from Missouri. And if you remember, got pinned in sudden victory after Panero Johnson was the only one to take a shot, multiple shots the entire match. And I loved what I saw from Panero just right off the whistle, shot and attack. He He didn't get the takedown. In fact, he gave up the takedown. But it just showed you what he was going to do from the beginning. Like, all right, I'm going to come after you, and you're going to have to try to do something against me this time. And Brock Mahler was not ready for that pace. Panero put it on him. The second time Panero shot, he adjusted things. He finished quickly. And then from that point on, it was pretty much all Panero Johnson. And then to when he ended the match, I mean, he whipped him right over, put him on his back, uh, Two-point takedown, two-point near fall. If there had been another five seconds, probably would have been a pin. And that was awesome. Nero, um, when I got a chance to talk to him after his match, he said, I could have easily wrestled another seven minutes. It looked like it. Incredible. It is honestly incredible. I think one of my favorite things with wrestlers is when you're watching them and you can tell, just like you said, you can tell that, yeah, he gave up that first takedown, but he – was just so mentally sound with what 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 he knew was coming, and I feel like that definitely broke uh, Brock Mahler. Like you could just tell it really mentally got to him, and that is just it's art. I loved it. It was. I wish you could have been there because that arena was nuts. Um, and I just love what this does for Pinero because at the end of the day, he's still so young, and the 
you know, I think it's just going to be different for him to not only the, you know, how much he believes in in himself and how much he truly believes that this is what he was going to get, but to actually see it come to fruition, I think is going to go a long way in just his confidence and the way he shows up. And when I spoke with Dresser after, he was talking about how, you know, Paniero is someone who's constantly in the room asking questions. He's constantly watching tape. He's constantly in the training room, which I feel like because we've just had such a sour taste in our mouths with some of those losses he had at the end of the season, it's like we almost forgot, you know, what he is doing in the room. So I'm glad coach brought that up because I just, yeah, I feel like he's just worked his butt off even through those losses. It just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling really high from it because I was there, but it was just, yeah, it's a really cool thing. And he becomes, I believe the sixth freshman in Iowa state history to become a big 12 champion. And it's just so great to see him do it alongside David Carr, who's been encouraging him, who's been in his ear, like go and get it. Why don't, why can't you, you know, go defeat the odds and do it. And so, yeah, again, all we've talked about the last few weeks is we don't talk enough about David Carr. Well, now's the time. There's nothing else to talk about except the force, the machine that just the talent that is David Carr. What were you, you know, what were you feeling watching this at home? Yeah, the David Carr match was interesting. Um, O'Toole definitely wrestled him differently than he did the first time. The first time O'Toole was trying to be a lot more active this time. He took the approach of let Carr sort of come to me and see what happens. Um, he got in on a couple reattacks and things like that, but you could just tell O'Toole wasn't quite as active and he didn't quite move as much in this match, uh, which is interesting because we're going to get to a few stall calls here in a little bit. But um, David Carr got a takedown. Um, he defended a few takedowns from O'Toole. That was all great. And then third period, Carr's on top. Uh, gets hit for stalling because they were standing for too long. He wasn't able to return to the mat. Fine, I guess. And so he's up three to two after O'Toole gets an escape. And then with, I think it was two seconds left, Carr gets hit for stalling again. <laughs> and it blew my mind <laughs> because Carr, for the life of him, can't force a stall call on his opponents. But as soon as there's a couple seconds left in the championship match he somehow gets hit for one when he's the only one with a takedown in the match he's the only one O'Toole didn't get a takedown Carr got the takedown so the guy who gets a takedown is the one who gets hit for stalling I'd like that's that's an interesting uh predicament that is presented there but um Carr we we know the phrase ball don't lie in basketball well wrestling ball don't lie Carr gets the pin and sudden victory and boy that was that felt really good after that those couple of stock calls that is if i remember this correctly because my brain's kind of mush right now david's win by fall is only the 14th fall in the finals that's and if i'm and if i'm wrong you guys can tweet at me and yell at me that's fine (laughs) but i am positive (laughs) that's that's what it was um, so that's just insane. And you know, it's funny. Cause it's like, Oh, you want to hit me for stalling. Okay. I raise you this pin. I think someone tweeted that. I think that's what one of, one of Iowa state's, uh, videographers, Truman's telling me he saw on Twitter, which is funny. And anytime a call like that is made on David Carr, I think it's just so hilarious because if I just, when does David Carr stall? Like, I understand <laughs> 
I understand that, you know, there was some standing around, you know, there were times again, David continues to be entertaining. He's running around the mat, taking a brisk walk around the, (laughs) around the center, but it wasn't stalling. It's not like he was avoiding action, but you know what? David said he couldn't hear. That's why he looked confused is that Mm. he just could not hear anything. So he had to stop and look at the ref to make sure that he was registering the situation correctly um i also want to hit on david carr and metcalf i asked dresser if he ever knows about their antics and he said nope that's all them i don't even know it's coming (laughs) so i can only imagine being dresser in the corner and suddenly you're watching them hug and suddenly it turns into metcalf getting just slammed by Carr. which what a fun relationship they have and dresser also said you know i asked him about you know Carr's consistency and wanting to improve, wanting to be better, wanting to change his style, wanting to be more entertaining, which we've said this before. It's crazy to me to think how much better can David Carr get? And Dresser put it pretty simple. He said, you know, that's what good wrestlers do. And I mean, I'm excited that this isn't Carr's senior year. So it's not, you know, we have another year of that and we have NCAAs where, there's another very high chance that him and O'Toole will face off again. Don't want to get ahead of myself there because we still have a lot of wrestling before that happens. But, man, they're just fun. They are fun. Like, this is the wrestling that, you know, people look forward to. You have two guys. Like you said, Keegan made adjustments. David made adjustments. It is just so entertaining that these two guys go in and give, you know, full effort, they make things interesting. It's entertaining. It's definitely not wrestling from your knees. <laughs> no, thank God. You know, overall, I feel good about Iowa State's tournament. Obviously, they could have been better. You can always make that argument, I feel like. But, I mean, Paniero getting a title. I know Skyler and Coleman aren't feeling too great. Finishing second when they could have finished first, but, like, that's still a solid finish in in a team perspective and for them because they'd never finished that high. You have Zach Redding standing next to Dayton Fix. I mean, you qualified eight to the NCAAs. I know they've qualified more, but this is still like this is a, an improvement. This is a step forward regardless. I think that sour taste in everyone's mouths when you look at the maybe the things that didn't go right. It's just a positive because the expectations for this team have continuously just gotten higher. And absolutely, you know, we can laugh at, I don't know if people will laugh, but the difference was what three points between OSU and Iowa state. And if yep. coach Smith had not gotten his way in that call in that match, I can't even one forty one. What was it? I think it was one forty one. Yeah. Um, they both, Injury defaulted. It was given to OU. Coach Smith argued that no, it should be for OSU. I'm not going to try to get into the specifics because I don't want to improperly explain the situation because I didn't even understand it at first when I had heard about it. But in the end, Coach Smith did win, I don't know, the challenge, I guess. And they were awarded three team points. Now that gives me a sour taste in my mouth. Like, dang. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, Coach Smith seems to find a way to do those things. I don't, I don't quite understand that. But going back to um, the the Big Twelve Championships as a whole for Iowa State, um, in our preview podcast, I said 
probably don't look at the team score because that's not going to give you an accurate representation of how the team's actually performed. I said look at things like champions, finalists, third-place finishers, all that sort of fun stuff. Iowa State had two champions. Missouri had one. Iowa State had five finalists. Missouri had six. So when you look at it in that perspective, that's a really close team race. Um, I should look at Oklahoma State real quick. They had the most champions. Um, I think they had like three champions. Um, let me check real quick. They might have they had two or three. Uh, they Which Oklahoma? They always just sh- you know they are good at performing and showing out at the tournament. So that doesn't surprise me. I am a little surprised by Missouri just because you know they've clearly been the most dominant team as a whole. But I mean that's the fun of the tournament, right? Like you said, we're sitting here. Iowa State did phenomenal when you look at it, you know, line by line. So, I mean, that that's the fun of it. That's what makes this yeah, fun. Oklahoma State, <laughs> Oklahoma State had two champions. They had Fix and Plot. So, Iowa State and Oklahoma State had the same number of champions. Um, Missouri just had one champion. So, that's an interesting perspective. Missouri and Iowa State had a very similar number of finalists, six to five. So, really, when you look at it that way, Iowa State had a very good tournament. There are some you know, younger Vestita might have underperformed and things like that. But I think there's probably reasons for that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, David Carr and Panero Johnson were excellent. And to see David Carr, I saw your tweet trending on Twitter. That's incredible. You know, we just, I feel like just, I think it's because we're in the wrestling world that it feels this way, but gosh, these athletes, especially David Carr, deserve way more national recognition, which again, when you're in the bubble, it feels like that's all we talk about Um, from an atmosphere perspective. A lot of OSU fans had cleared out, but there were still like a solid little chunk right in the middle and they were cheering their heads off for David, which that is so cool to me to see. I mean, when do you ever see other teams cheering for each other, you know? And it was just like a really cool moment, like the split second where I let my brain kind of process where the cheering was coming from. And it wasn't just Iowa State's corner. So I thought that was really cool. Same thing for Pinero. People were cheering for, you know, I know the team race has a lot to do with it. You know, OSU obviously wanted to be competitive against Missouri. But at the end of the day, it's still so cool to see all these other teams getting I mean, their emotions were on their faces, you know, that's how into it they were. So, I mean, huge congratulations to both of them. And of course, typical David, when being asked, I asked him, you know, like, this is you, you're making history here because David is now only the second Iowa State wrestler to be a four-time Big 12 champion deflects it he does not talk about himself he talked to you know he really cares and values about his relationship with god and what this does for the team and so it's just crazy you know you try and poke him a little bit to try and talk about himself and he just won't do it but no this is this was good and i'm so glad i could be here i was thinking about this on my walk over here um i guess little shout out to fairway who at the end of the day i'm here because of them this is the second year in a row they sponsor our podcast so it's been really great to have them on board in supporting the content that we create and because i have so much work to do after we get done with this because there's just so much content um it's definitely fun when it's these guys winning so no i feel good i'm excited for ncaa's um I know we're focusing on David and Pinero, but I will say um, I did ask coach about younger and he said that 
he'll have to get mentally <laughs> in check for NCAAs and have to, you know, get a little healed up from being a little dinged up. But coach said it's not a concern as far as NCAAs. He should be 100% by then. So in case people are wondering, just thought we should hit that quick. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, ben, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, you weren't, I'm sure you didn't hear it, but Shane Sparks interviewed uh, Panero Johnson after Panero won. And he was asking him about, you know, how's it feel to be a freshman winning the Big 12 championship or whatever. He's like, well, it feels good, but I plan on, these aren't my goals. My goals are to win NCAAs and never lose again. <laughs> and it's just classic Panero Johnson and his confidence. And Coach Dresser said it uh, during media availability on Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever that was. And said, confidence at the end of the season is a great thing for a wrestler. And right now, Panero Johnson might be one of the most confident wrestlers in the nation. And he showed against Brock Mahler. That was the most – he beat Austin Gomez early in the season when Austin Gomez was ranked number two. He went toe-to-toe with Yanni Dakmahalas, uh, went to sudden victory with him. He's shown this high-level ability against these really good wrestlers. But this match against Brock Mahler – might have been the most impressive match I've seen from him because you saw the adjustments that he made to beat him. Like we talked about David Carr and O'Toole making adjustments. Panero Johnson made adjustments while Brock Mahler didn't. Brock Mahler tried to do the exact same thing he did last time, and that didn't work. Panero made adjustments. He made the adjustments and went right after him, and that was awesome to see. I mean, as a freshman, Panero is out here making himself a staple in the nation. Like this isn't just the big 12 conversation and it never was because of the, what the matches you just said. And I mean, this is just, you know, this is what David Carr was referencing, right? When he first got to Iowa state, he wanted to be part of this, you know, this new era. He wanted to be part of this rebuilding. He wanted to see this team, you know, get to, you know, be on the podium with them. And I mean, Panera Johnson's a force and the growing pains we've seen him have. If he can take them and respond in the way he just did at the big 12s, everyone should be pretty excited for what's next, because I think he's going to be just like David and that he's going to consistently entertain as he continues to clean those little things up that maybe got in his way in the season. So, and yeah, I mean, his confidence, I, got to interview him after he did his, you know, his ESPN interview. And again, his confidence is just radiating through it. I totally recommend you go listen to it. He brought up how even when he was in high school, if you would have asked him if he could be a Big 12 champion, he would have said, duh, <laughs> something <laughs> along those lines. Like in his brain, he was like, why would I ever doubt that about myself? <laughs> yeah. And this is a guy who never won a high school state title. Didn't win a right. high school state title. Always got third. Comes in, true freshman, wins a Big 12 title. That's all. Awesome. And he said that. He's like, I I was sick and tired of getting all these third places. <laughs> and I mean, you know what? Getting all those third places is in the end. It gets you to college, and now you're a Big 12 champion. It's almost worth it. It's almost worth it. Yep. He probably it, – it is. I'm sure it is. This is definitely a perfect balance. You have Panero who could talk about himself for about eight hours straight, and then you have David who's <laughs> – Please don't ask me about myself. We have a perfect balance here. Um, it is. But no, it was awesome to see. Um, congratulations to those guys. It was super cool. Immediately after jumping off the stage, both of them deep, like 
crowd surfed with the rest of the team. And then they sprinted to the other side of the floor and jumped into the crowd where the other, the rest of the fans were. So it was, I think it was a very special moment for the team and definitely something they needed after some of those bumps in the road. So I'm ready. This is what March is, right? This is what we, this is what we all work towards, whether you're a wrestler or the reporter, right? Well, That's exactly right. Well, it is 11.52, so <laughs> I will be back in Tulsa in a week and a half, whatever it is. So we'll have more live coverage from, you know, as the Cyclones continue. Like they said, they have eight in the tournament, which is going to be really exciting. And, yeah, Ben and I have plenty of work to do. More podcasts coming coming to you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And as always, uh, this is all courtesy of Fairway. Could not be more grateful for them. Uh, yeah. And like I said, tons of content going to be at Cyclone Fanatic on the front page. Tons of video with the athletes. So if you want to keep consuming that stuff from the Big 12s, just head over to Twitter, whatever social platform you perform, <laughs> you prefer. My brain is literally mush at this point. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys.